Welcome to the Law of Attraction in Action podcast. My name is Michelle Joy, and thank you so much for joining me. I'm here to inspire you to live amazing lives through the Law of Attraction and help you see how powerful you really are. In this podcast, you'll hear interviews, and I will give you inspirational talks on my Monday session. So thank you so much for joining me, and happy manifesting! Are you looking to connect with more like-minded people? Are you wanting to find a place to raise your vibration so you can attract all that you are wanting? Beginning Wednesday, July 1st at 12 noon Pacific Standard Time, I'll be hosting weekly joy chats. These free Zoom calls are meant to be a place for all who want to live in joy and want to help raise the vibration of the planet. On these calls, everyone will get a chance to share what brings them joy. When we do this together, we were able to collectively raise the vibration of the planet. But I need you to help with this mission. To learn more, click the link in the show notes, because together we can make a difference. Welcome to Love Attraction in Action. Thank you so much for joining me on my podcast. My name is Michelle Joy and I am your host. And today I'm bringing to people from all over the world and all walks of life who are here to share their journey around the Law of Attraction in order to inspire you to do the same. So today's guest, she is a relationship coach and her name's Marnie Batista and she is the queen of making her clients irresistible to men. Marnie is a certified professional dating and relationship coach, an expert writer, and nationally recognized TV, print, and online magazine expert. She's also had appearances on major television networks, including CBS and ABC, where she has been a guest on Loveline, filling in for Dr. Drew, which is super awesome, and Dr. Bill on nationally broadcast radio shows, such as On Air with Ryan Seacrest, and on YouTube channels like Off air with Cecine. Marnie's weekly dating and relationship podcast, The Dating Den, has more than 25,000 downloads per month, and she was named one of the 10 best women's dating experts by atdatingadvice.com. And thank you so much for being here, Marnie. I'm so excited. Me too. Definitely. Uh, it's so fun to be talking about love right now. <laughs> it is. It is. And law of attraction, like I told you before we started recording, I said a lot of people listen to my podcast are looking for love. They're looking for the soulmates. And I was single for six and a half years. I get it. It's, it was a hard road for me. So, but before I get into what you do and all this great advice you're going to give my people, I want to ask you, how did you come into the law of attraction and how has it changed your life? You know, I think what I realized is that I was trying to get what I want through force, you know, like trying to be powerful through forcing things, right? Like if I try hard enough, if I work hard enough, you know, a lot of validation in my life for productivity and busyness and, you know, really just working hard was kind of the, the culture in, in my family when I grew up. And what I realized was that was like, you know, beating your head against the wall over and over again and asking why, you know, your head hurts. Uh -huh. <laughs> um, and so what I really tapped into was what would it look like to have effortless power? 
You know, what would that look and look like? And I started connecting into the law of attraction really more through a spiritual path of looking at how can I become less attached to the outcome and the how and focus on me and the vibrational power that I had inside myself and as an energy body, so to speak. And once I started dipping my toe in that, um, everything really shifted for me. And it's definitely been an evolution uh, in my law of attraction path. And where I feel like I am now is really connecting to what I want to manifest from my purpose. Mm -hmm. And that's mm -hmm. just been kind of the, the last little leg of this journey so far. Uh, and it's just been really amazing to have, to be able to create what I want through a way that feels an in integrity mm -hmm. and is in alignment with my values and have mm -hmm. it feel ease, like ease and grace. Those are kind of my mantras. And when you connect with that purpose and that it becomes almost a powerful force within itself, doesn't it? It kind of just pulls you and takes over. And this is, I always teach that to people that it's so important to find out who they really are at a soul level and let that take over. But I love the Absolutely. Ease. Yeah. Ease. That's, you're, you're speaking my language. I've been teaching this like nonstop lately. I'm like, people don't try so hard. I even did a whole solo session on, um, what did I say? do nothing attract more. And I really stand by that. Yeah. Well, and I think, I mean, I think like for me, it's a, I have to be in action, obviously. Right. Like we can't just, and I, women say, right. you know, like around love, like, you know, I'm, I'm visualizing it. I'm like, yeah, but you're not leaving your house. Right. I mean, even now, right. like you still have to be in action because right. you can still right. date and not leave your house. But, um, yeah. So, and I think that's what trips people up. Right. Is, um, they are not connected to the energy of it. They're not connected to their authenticity. They right. um, are trying to convince themselves about what they believe. Right. And so right. it's, right. it's a uh, look, if everybody could just think their way out of their thoughts, we all would. Right. 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 But so, that's right. It is about action though. And I, I yeah. You, right. But we need to take the time to be quiet, to hear the messages yes. before we act. And that's the inspired action. So, but I love that you talk about and work around dating and tell me more about that. Because again, when I was single for the longest time, I was doing it all wrong. Like I didn't tap, tap into my knowing and I was like in desperation mode, like, please, I need somebody. I was married for 16 years and at 35, all of a sudden I'm single for the first time in my life. And I was like, oh, this should be easy. And it was not easy. <laughs> and all these things came up and all this growth. But what I, what I came to is, um, well, for me, it was about knowing who I was and then attracting mm -hmm. that. What is your way of dealing with dating and what do you teach people? Well, it's, I, I believe also it's an inside out job, right? Like the way you become irresistible is that you have unwavering self-worth and self-love and confidence. So there's like that internal piece of knowing your value um, without metaphorically crossing your arms and saying like, Prove, prove to me, right? So it's then how, how is your heart open where you feel emotionally safe? Meaning that you feel so confident that you are comfortable setting boundaries, that you don't, I say, be rejection proof, right? If someone doesn't choose to connect with you or write back or have a second date, 
doesn't mean that there was something wrong with you. It means, you know, you're not a match. The universe is protecting you, however you want to look at it. Right. Right. So you have to have that like unwavering knowing in your value. And then you have to have the right assets, right? So then we look at it, well, like it's marketing, right? Because if you have the most amazing product in the world and it's not packaged and presented right, uh, nobody will find out about it, right? Like there's so many parallels in business. So you have to make sure that the way you're presenting yourself offline and online is a authentic representation of you. Yeah. Um, and that goes from everything. Like I'm sure listeners will be able to relate to this because uh, this happens every time when we work with someone, not every time, but 90%, uh, that your clothes are the right size, meaning that most people wear clothes that are too big for them. Mm. <laughs> that is you know? so true. Like, yeah. They feel so uncomfortable showing off their physical self. They have so many stories about it. Um, that your online profile is written not for your what your best friend would like or your brother, uh, right? But that it's actually what we know works, right? Because there's a formula of what men are looking for. And also, you're not trying to catch a million fish. You're trying to catch a few select that are actually in your target market, uh-huh. right? So that you're having quality over quantity, and then that you know what, how to be discerning without being yeah. picky, right? Like, what are you actually looking for? Because bottom line is this. We have this little thing I call it the love shield. Uh-huh. And when you're really smart like you and me and most of the people listening, um, we can come up with the best reasons why we should rule somebody out. Uh-huh. Uh, and sometimes it's a self-protection because we feel actually scared to have what we want. Uh-huh. I had the opposite problem though. I was, I was not discerning enough. And I, I made every guy I dated like, this is, this is great. He's fantastic. And I did figure it out eventually, but I'm the kind of person that I see their greatness before I see maybe they're not the right match. So I had a hard time being discerning. So I had the opposite problem. Well, but, and that's, so that's what happened. There's two, there's two, I call it the pirate and the pawn, Uh right? The pirate is like always like got her guard up right? Sabotaging, pushing people away. And then the pawn is literally like, pick me, pick me. Yeah. Do you like me? I, oh, you like me? Well, then I like you. Oh, absolutely. Right? That was hundred percent me. Yes. And, right. And so, <laughs> and, right. And so we have, we, and energetically, right. We're talking about vibration. So yeah. then you're putting out pawn energy or pirate energy or a hybrid. And so you're going to attract that back in. So if you love fixer upper men, who do you, you know, if your value is like fixing, Uh you're going to attract them. If you're like this, you're probably going to attract men who are unavailable because you're probably unavailable. So it, uh, what you are, and I know this is, I'm I'm guessing this is kind of what you uh, experienced in your own uh, journey for those six years. What, what you're putting out there is what's coming back. Yep. You know, I love Mary Morrissey always says the, the results of your life are the content you need to learn. Yes. Yes. <laughs> right. Yes. And so that's what I love about the law of attraction. It's literally like if you, if you listen and you look and you, it's a roadmap of, of where you need to, to continue to do, to get in tune with the frequency. 
Yeah. You know what I did too, is I took every dating, every guy I dated, A, as a learning experience about me as always an internal, like, why am I attracting this? Like, what can I, because I've been teaching law of attraction the whole time I was dating. So here I'm all, you know, preaching, you know, manifest your soulmate. It should be easy. Do vision boards and do visualizations and affirmations. And I did them all. Um, but it took time because each guy I dated got me closer and closer to him. But I needed those steps personally to learn about me um, and also to what I called the Frankenstein parts. You know, I took each guy that I dated. I'm like, okay, I like this and I like this from this guy and I like this from that guy. And it helped me get more clarity on what I really wanted. And my soulmate is truly the most amazing beautiful man I could ever imagine. So it works. It works. What advice would you give to people about on that dating and that time they're dating and all they're dating? And does it feel like a waste of time or is it worth it? Or what's your opinion on that? Mm, well, I, so I believe, and we're all working always, including myself on all time is precious and valuable, right? Connecting into the, like the fact that there is no such thing as a waste of time for exactly the reason that you said, because every opportunity is an, is, gives you a moment to, to decide who you want to be in that moment and to continue practicing that as showing up as your authentic self to become, I call it a data data, right? That you're asking questions, that you're curious, that you're open, that you're optimistic and that you consistently assess and adjust, right? So therefore there is no such thing as a waste of time. We yeah. get connected to our timeline and our how, and when we can be engaged in the process and not attached to the timeline and the outcome, then every single opportunity is valuable. And I know Absolutely. that you're like, yeah, that sounds easy, but it really sucks going out on a billion dates with the wrong guys. Um, and that's totally true and valid. And it's like, well, then what are you doing with that information? Right, right. Are you doing, not learning? Yeah, because if you're just doing the same thing over and over again, I always say we, you know, I'm the common denominator in all my failed relationships. Um, right. My guess is anyone who's listening is also, and there's that doesn't mean you are bad or you failed. It means that you have more to learn and yeah. you have to just keep assessing and adjusting. And, and what I do is I just want to shorten that timeline for people. And then how do you do that? Well, it's, so it's an inside out. So it's getting clear that you are free from the past, right? Because basically mm -hmm. the part of our brain, our little lizard brain, the amygdala has all these stored uh, neural pathways of hurt, betrayal, abandonment, whatever it is, it gets reinforced and those grooves get really, really deep. So what we do is we are rewiring those neural pathways in a really efficient way so that they start to track into what is right, what is good. We, you have to heal those pieces of you, not just cognitively, but emotionally, somatically. We mm -hmm. have like a whole inter-holistic approach. And then that whole thing of like your Frankenstein, we try, to, we try to circumvent the length of that process by using a strategy that connects to your core values. Mm -hmm. And then how do you actually put that out in your profile? And then how mm -hmm. do you discern for that more quickly? Nice. Because that's it. I think values, we attract on the values. The like attract energy, that really good soulmate relationship that I found is attracting with the values. That's really, really good. Absolutely. And then, you know, the Gottman Institute uh, did research many, many years ago, which still holds true, that 69% of the issues in a relationship are what they call perpetual problems. They're problems that you and your partner are going to just struggle with all the time. What we want is that you have these core values. We like 
for our clients to have five. Those are the five that you never argue about. And they're the five that allow you to navigate through the 69%, right? And so when you mm -hmm. have that realistic expectation, then you can be in there for the long term because my husband's amazing and he annoys me sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> and we will consistently argue over A, B, or C, and we're always working on it. And then we work through it, right? Uh -huh. And then there's another hurdle as you go through another stage or phase of life or another thing comes up. So it's all about uh, values and then being discerning, not picky. Mm -hmm. Right? Tell me more about that because I do think a lot of uh, people say, no, he needs to look like this, this, or this. And like, I have a friend, she's like, I won't go out with this person. She's a lesbian, but she's like, I will not go out with this person because she's too short. I, I need her to be tall. And a lot of women have that height thing. And so I tell people, actually, I was into short men, which I'm, I'm 5'8", so it's weird That's for me. That's awesome. To, you got quite uh, the market. <laughs> I know, I know. But then my soulmate is like six foot one, and I'm like, you're too tall. But yet we, we started out as best friends and he, you know, he's the most gorgeous person in the world, but I wasn't initially attracted to him because I had it in my brain. Oh, I, I like shorter guys. Isn't that funny? <laughs> well, well, yeah. And there's, there's a whole psychology of why we like tall men or not. Right. Um, but the bottom line is that you want to get clear on what are those foundational values that are going to help you navigate through life when life gets real. Yeah. Right. Like, yeah, because and I do this exercise with women and they come to me and they're like, he needs to make this much or he needs to be yep. this tall or he needs yep. to whatever. And, and then we, and then they do the values part, which is like integrity, honesty, you know, things I think that are deeper. And so I always ask this question. So I'll ask it to your listeners. So if I like plop the most amazing guy, he has all of those things, but he's six foot one instead of five foot seven. Mm -hmm. Would you really say to him, I'm sorry, but I can't be with you because, right? And every single time I ask that question, they're like, oh, huh, well, let me think about that, right? Absolutely. That's what I'm saying. Like people get really stuck and they have to look this certain way. And that's what I, I read tons of books on soulmates and in my own journey, you have to let go of how they're going to look. And trust me, you will be attracted to them because that energy is like unstoppable. To well, totally. And, and it's not saying, you know, oh, you know, you have to settle. Cause I know they're like, Oh, I don't want to settle. I don't want to whatever. But when you go through this process, mm -hmm. right. Um, and you have that core value and then also you're, you feel emotionally safe and you feel cared for and you have like basic things that most of us don't experience like respect, mm -hmm. honesty, integrity, right. I'll say to someone, what would it feel like to really be able to be a hundred percent comfortable in your own skin and just trust this person would have your back. What would that relationship look like? And so many women say, I don't know. You know, I've never even had that. I yeah. don't even know what that would look like. Yeah. So what I want to say is that when you have those things, that person becomes really attractive to you. And, um, yeah, because you've gone through a process, they're not a troll, right? I mean, you know, they're, they're, our process really allows for, you to be attracted to your person, to have chemistry. Yeah. And the other thing I'll say about that is, again, someone will say, I love this guy. He's so great. He's this, that, but there's no chemistry. And they've gone on three or four dates. And I'm like, well, what have you done to create chemistry yourself? Like, have you, been, vulner have you been vulnerable? Have you talked about your feelings? Have you, 
No. So I coach them on a kind of a vulnerable conversation. And usually what happens is the guy then opens up and then suddenly there's chemistry. Yeah. Right. Oh, that's, oh, that's so good. You just struck a chord right there. Vulnerability is huge. And that's the thing why I, my, my soulmate and I recognized each other is because we immediately got vulnerable with each other because we were just friends. And so we thought, why not? We can just be real and be open. And that vulnerability is where like that love grew like crazy. And I think Marnie, the biggest problem with a lot of women are you men too. There's men who listen to my podcast, anybody who's been through traumatic or bad relationships, which is the majority of us, right? We're, we're, we're guarded, we're blocked. Right. And so I think I tell people, you need to be vulnerable for you to really be seen and to feel that love. We can't feel love when we're guarded. Right. Well, absolutely. And that's why you have, I believe you have to go through that place of healing the guarded parts of you and then trust yourself to stay emotionally safe and connected because boundaries most of us in those relationships didn't have boundaries. Right. We didn't have our voice, right? And so that's why we're guarded. So we have to install, I call it like an installation mm-hmm. of that ability to trust yourself that I will take care of myself. I will get my needs met. I will boundary myself when it's appropriate. And then when we can trust ourselves, we can trust someone else. And then with that self-trust and emotional safety, then you're like, okay, I can be a vulnerable person because I know that I'm not going to die. You know, I remember my own journey, like thinking if I let this person in and I get screwed over one more time, you know, like I can't, you know, I could never do that. So I'm not. Right. And that wasn't serving me. And so it, it was that process of saying, wow, I, I can say no. I'm, I'm being in integrity with myself. Wait, I can trust myself. So I can be vulnerable. And I can still be vulnerable even if it's not my right match. Yeah. Um, and vulnerability, I just want to be really clear because people think it's like, oh, you have to tell me about the story when your you know, father left you when you were 12. That necessarily, On the first day. <laughs> yeah, that's not vulnerability. Vulnerability, so my daughter is 25, and so she was living on her own for the last seven years, but now she's living with me, uh, and she's dating, and she's like, oh, it feels so vulnerable. Just a guy will ask her out, and she'll, you know, and she wants to follow up on the time, and she was doing this, and I know a lot of you do it, so I'm free at seven if you're still wanting to go out. Uh, and I was like, why are you adding that little ending? And, and she was like, I don't know. I just feel like it's too much. And I was like, but you're giving him an out, right? It's coming across as like, I'm not confident. I'm not she, good enough. You can, yeah. maybe, you know, you can find someone else better. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. And she was like, oh my God, I'm totally sabotaging myself. I have these little like dangling participles, these little like, if you started, I'm just checking in. You know, uh-huh. and so what I want to tell your listeners is if you like, well, I don't do that. Go back and look at your last 10 text threads and see if you have any of those little things, because those are all, it's more vulnerable to say, hey, I'm going to be ready at five. Let's do it. Oh, but the, you know, he asked me four days ago, what if he still doesn't want to do it? I, uh-huh. I you know, I, I don't want to get hurt. Yeah. So yeah. it's the devil is in the details, people. That's right. And I don't know if you can answer this question in a, or if it's, if I'm sure it's a question you get, but the texting, 
what do you do as a woman, especially, do we wait for them to text us? What's the rules? I know I always felt like I got it down horribly. Again, I trust when I met my soulmate, it was so natural and so easy. And I do stand by that. But you know, we're in the dating world. A lot of people, you have to get out there to meet someone. I do. There's that action in there. But what do you do with the texting? What's your advice on that? Well, so here's the thing. I want my clients to avoid what I call pseudo intimacy, which is getting into this thing where you're sending text messages that are this long and then they're a chunk here and a chunk here and a chunk here. And, and uh, people used to do it with emails. You know, you'd fall in love with somebody on an email and then you'd see them and you're like, oh gosh, you know, this isn't real. So I believe that texting should be information in the dating process and the courting process, informational right? And, and, uh, or a point of connection, a brief point of connection. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. what I will tell you is that if you're just going back and forth with someone and they're not asking you out and they're doing the hay thing, or they're just telling you what's going on with them, that after a week or two, my favorite thing to say is, Hey, I'm really enjoying our conversations. And I think we have a, like a lot of possible, like in common, I'm in a place where I'm actually looking for a, which is a vulnerable thing to say. Um, and I know in order to move forward with that, uh, we're going to need to meet. What about you? Yeah. Yeah. And then they that. either do it or they don't. And so rewind, write that down, use it. It feels really scary. It feels real, real vulnerable. People say, what if that chases him off? Well, good. Mm -hmm. Cause already he was mm -hmm. annoying you. Cause that's the thing right. you get frustrated. <laughs> you get frustrated <laughs> and, and you start energetically leaking and resenting and being sarcastic and then being like, oh, I'm not. And it's like, you know, you show up to the date and you've already got like re resentment. So how's yeah. that going to go? So yeah. I just, well, and I also believe, I really believe that I needed to be pursued because I was the pursuer because I'm outgoing and I'm, you know, flirty and I'm like, oh, I'll just, you know, I'll, I'll call him, I'll text him. And then if everything backfired for me, I, I realized I needed to know that I was worth because I was, what do you call it? A pond, you know, yeah, a pond. <laughs> oh, you like me. <laughs> Instead, I had to be like, okay, I really need someone to show up for me and to show how much he wants to be with me and desire me. And that was really a big thing shift in me. Um, so as far as texting goes, you know, you can go out with somebody and it's great and then you go home and, and they don't text you for a couple of days. What do you think of that? That I always drives you, women crazy. Well, I think you want to do one or two things. Number one, on the date, you want to make sure that they know that you are interested and that you like them. So I'll give you another, um, and I'm just going to give you these examples because I think they are so common and, um, and they're just really common mistakes. So again, I'll just go back to my daughter because with my clients, I'm not seeing literally every single text that comes in. She went on two dates on an app during social distance time. Um, both of the guys asked her out on second dates, but because her little love shield was up, uh, she didn't even really realize it. Right. Like they were like, oh yeah, we should totally hang this Sunday. She was, and she was like, oh, do I have a plan on Sunday? I don't know. I don't want to commit. And she was like, oh, okay. And then what happens to the guy? He's like, oh God, she doesn't want to go out with me again. Okay. Right. So what happened was for like two or three days, she didn't text him. He didn't text her. And she was like, oh, I never get past the first date. 
And we started chatting about it. And then she was like, oh my God, you know what? Like literally halfway into the middle of the date, she actually, he actually asked me if I wanted to stick together on Sunday. And I felt like I didn't know what to do. And I didn't, and I just kind of blew it off. Uh-huh. So I coached her. Then it was appropriate to reach back out. And she said, you know, I was thinking about, because uh, he had invited her to cook dinner. He wanted mm-hmm. to cook dinner for her on the second date. You know, I was thinking about that dinner and I'm totally free on Wednesday. He wrote back instantly. Ah, yeah. See, I think that's the thing. I always felt like that um, all the guys were super confident and secure in themselves. They're like, they can get any woman out there. And I was like, oh my gosh, like he's texting me. And I realized actually, no, guys are insecure. Guys are afraid to ask. Guys are like... (laughs) They struggled totally. too. <laughs> she was like, oh my God. And so she, and so here's what I love about this story. And by the way, this happens where you're 25, 35, 55, 60. Or 70. This happened yes. to my mom in her 70s. Yes. 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 <laughs> and so literally, and the reason the conversation started is because we were sitting, you know, sitting in the jacuzzi having a chat. And she was like, I don't know why I just can't get past the first date. And we started talking about it. And she was like, oh my God. And this is why. You are maybe, because it's the energetic field, right? When you are in that low vibration, you are having opportunities and that may be like on another level that are there. And because you are so in your story, you literally are missing out on opportunities. And men are human and women are human and we all have our own insecurities. And so in that case, going back to your question, I thought it was super appropriate for her to follow up and text. Now, if you go on a date and the guy and you say, oh, it was amazing. And he hasn't asked you out um, at all. He hasn't Uh even said this would be fun again. Nothing. You let it breathe. You let it breathe. You can do one little, you know, throw the hanky if you want. Uh So my throw the hanky tip is, you know, you say you, you put in context to something that you talked about. And you say, you know, remember you were telling me you love that one restaurant on blah, blah, blah. I was going to go there with my friends um, and I just can't remember the name. What was that? Nice. Oh, I love it. (laughs) So then he can answer because again, so the, so everyone is human. So what Mm -hmm. happens is a guy can get in his head and be like, oh God, I totally got busy. I should have totally texted her. Now I'm kind of embarrassed. I don't know. Maybe it wasn't that great anyway. I, Mm -hmm. I don't know. Never mind. Oh, I get distracted. So when you do that, you're not, and by the way, he might say, oh, the name was like Sir Latable, you know, have fun. And you never hear from him again. He might not write back. All that data is fine. Or he might go, oh, thank God she's not mad at me. Um, And then that message is like, yeah, you're doing you. You have your life. You're going with friends, you know. And so I want it to come from an authentic place, obviously. Um, But that's the one, the one throw the hanky, drop the hanky, see if he picks it up. Otherwise, he's not your person. Oh, I love that. Well, in parting, I want you to give my, you've given so much great advice, but what else great advice you can give for all those people who are single, who want to find a really great relationship? What, what's something you can give them to help them stay positive and know that someone is coming their way? Well, number one is it only takes one, mm-hmm. right? It only takes one. And so if you value each opportunity as an opportunity along your path that you're meant to be on and you trust the process, and you mm-hmm. stay connected to what can I learn? How can I grow? And you don't give up on yourself, Yeah, right? That is really, really important. And the other thing is start asking higher quality questions. So instead of why has this always happened to me? What's wrong with me? Start asking yourself, what are, what are my results trying to show me? What is oh, it that so I need? Good. 
What is it that I need to learn so that I can fulfill my soul's purpose to be partnered, right? When you start to ask those questions, you will actually be able to have answers that will lead you to action so that you can resolve those things so that you don't have to push and try harder because trying harder, what's not working doesn't work. So yeah. pivot. Pivot. I love it. Well, Marnie, thank you so much. How can people reach out to you and find out more about this amazing work that you do, which I really wish we can rewind back when I was single because you would have saved me a lot of stress and emotional heartbreak. <laughs> <laughs> Just saying. I love this. Uh, so go to datingwithdignity.com. Our podcast is there. We have tons of blogs. We have lots of blogs right now on how to date during pandemics and social injustice or whatever the hell else is Right. Going on. That's a right? great. Uh, because the thing is, don't let circumstance, right? I know like we don't let, when we're doing law of attraction, we don't let circumstance yeah. dictate, right? Yeah. So be, yep. be the vision, stay on path and datingwithdignity.com can help get you there. Awesome. Well, Marnie, thank you so much for all the work that you do and helping all of us out there who are wanting and deserving love and getting through that. It's just amazing. So thank you. Mwah. And thank you everyone for listening. If you have a story you want to share in my podcast, I would love to hear from you. Just go to my website at michelle-joy.com. That's M-I-C-H-E-L-E-J-O-Y.com. And thank you again for listening. I hope you have a wonderful day and happy manifesting. Thank you again for listening and joining me on my podcast. If you want to learn more about me, please go to my website at michelle-joy.com. That's M-I-C-H-E-L-E-J-O-Y.com. And on there, I have lots of goodies, including guided meditations and inspirational posts and blogs. And of course, I'm here to help you as your coach. So thank you for listening and have a wonderful day.